Welcome back, dude. Episode 118 of the podcast. And we're here, man. And I appreciate you being here in another ep, another week. <coughs> oh, I did not want that in there, but it's there now. So, you know, man, getting out of that post-virus thing and then, like, like my family got it, my fr- my homie got it. Like, it's crazy how this shit spreads. I don't know how, but... I mean, we saw that all, all that shit go down with COVID, but I would not wish this sickness on anybody. It was, it was the worst, but, uh, in doing so, I got to, um, I got a couple things for the pod now. Um, but I want to, I, you know what, let's fucking kick it off. I don't usually kick it off with this, but I will a little movie review, dude. I said, I seen some good. I've seen some good movies lately and like good is the key word, right? Because, um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, with so many like opinions on music, art, movies there, it's kind of hard to be like, this was the greatest movie. But look, I think now the goal is make a good movie, make a, a, a funny movie. I don't know. I'm not really too much into horror. So I, I really can't. I mean, look, horror films to me. <laughs> <laughs> you show some creepy shit it's fucking scary to me okay i my tolerance for horror films are microscopic like it doesn't take much dude you put somebody in a fucking oh like that one movie fucking smile dude that one fucked me up like for a while and like uh hereditary fucking i'll see you later and i'm glad because i've spoken to other people who say hereditary was a movie that fucked them up and I'm glad, and, uh, yeah, so, it is a horrible film, it will burn images in your mind, and you will be like, who the fuck came up with this, but obviously you know it was Ari Aster, that, by the way, that motherfucker, somebody investigate that dude, he has another film that's not as popular, and for the reason why I'm gonna tell you, it's a movie called something, something is wrong with the Johnsons or some shit. Holy shit. I promise you, you're not going to want to check it out. I haven't even checked it out, but I, I've gotten, I follow pages that give me like synopsis or like reviews on, on certain movies just because like, or I'll do like film recaps. I know you've heard me talk about that before. Like sometimes I want to check out a movie, but other times I'm like, no, I don't really think I can sit through this. Uh, and so I'll, I'll do movie recaps. It's a cheat. It's a fucking whatever. But honestly, I've seen more films like that that get the point across. Because sometimes, you know, they'll stop down in a movie, do some dialogue about like, you know, when I was when I was 15, I, uh, I saw something I shouldn't. And then it's like, okay, but does this pertain to the story in any way? You know, it's great character development. I appreciate it. But it's like, let's keep it moving. So a lot of the film recap stuff I watch cuts that out and gives you the meat and potatoes, all right? So this fucking film, dude, A24, back this motherfucker, Ari Aster, directed Hereditary. This film is so weird. It's so weird, okay? Because it had oh man this is going to be the roughest start to the pod i've ever done like for real and but now i can't turn around i'm like i'm in it you know this movie's so weird the concept of this movie is all right th- this is the introduction like on the trailer it shows a young man masturbating in his room the dad walks in and like normal you know when you, if your parents were to walk in on you masturbating it's fucking embarrassing, and also you hide what you're, you know, what you're jerking your gherkin to, and this is no different. The kid jumps up scared. The dad realizes that he just caught his son. You know, uh, <laughs> let me see if I can come up with more. Obviously, what was it? Choking the chicken. That's a classic, dude. Choking the chicken is the greatest fucking line about masturbating ever. Like, I, I love that. Like choking the chicken. Like, <laughs> what? Dude, who came up with that? There was spanking the monkey. I don't know. There's a bunch, there's a bunch that I've heard over the time. Something with a dolphin too. Um, but but dude, choking the chicken is is 
all fucking all American Hall of Famer fucking quote of, of, of masturbating. So dad walks in on this kid choking the chicken, right? And then kid jumps up. He's scared. The dad is concerned. He goes, oh, you know, I understand, which is like, yeah, that's still weird. But that's not even the weirdest part about this film. The dad is like, hey, buddy, it's all good. It's normal. It's, you know, th- this is what, uh, this is what, you know, kids your age are doing or going through or whatever. And okay, you go, yeah, uh, it's weird. Okay, the dad leaves. And then this is like a different, this is not their trailer, but I'm going to just fucking spoil it for you because fuck off this movie. I, I don't think you'd ever want to watch this shit. In, in another video, it shows you that the kid was jerking off to a photo of his dad. What? Fucking weird, dude. Fucking weird. Right? And so then the whole, apparently the whole movie has to deal with the son is like in love with his dad. And, and like, man, the heavy start to this fucking podcast. This is going to be. But apparently it deals with, like, the kid, like, sexually harassing his father. Like, I, I don't even know what the... Who? I mean, we know who. But why was this movie supposed to be made? Like, guy, I get it. There's a bunch of different stories to be told in this world. Sure. But, like, that is so fucking uncomfortably, like, what? I don't know. But 824 greenlit it. Ari Aster fucking wrote it like look and and I'm not I know a lot of weird shit happens in this world a lot of uncomfortable really fucking sick shit happens in this world but I'm like I'm not trying to go to a movie theater and see this like I go to movie theaters to be entertained not like to make fucking super uncomfortable like I can do that in the world like that's fine you know what I mean I have felt the most uncomfortable like anytime you know it, it's fine I can get that I don't want to, I want to be entertained. And sure, that might be real fucking bubblegum of me to be like, oh, I just want to see fucking Captain America save the day. But dude, yeah, why not? You know? So anyways, this movie is so fucking out of pocket. Uh, dude, and I don't even realize how I fucking got here like always, but we're here now, dude. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But, you know, sometimes when I'm on a top, I just go forward. This was all to say, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you about these other movies I saw that were funny and hilarious. But I don't know how the fuck we got here. Anyways, that movie's weird as shit. Don't check it out. Or unless you love uncomfortable fucking beyond cringe shit, check it out. I don't know. But that's what I know the synopsis is or, like, the kind of meat of it is. And it's just fucking weird, man. I do not know who went to go see it. And then, like... Because I know about that film, because uh, like you know those people that interview, they're all what, what is the what are the some of like the underrated scary movies or weirdest movies you've seen, and that one got brought up, and I was like, okay, well let me see the trailer to this. And I was expecting like p- paranormal horror shit, but it was just like no, it is gonna make you feel uncomfortable, and uh, so anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm going to talk about these movies, though, that I, I, I recently saw. Bill Burr, uh, comedian Bill Burr, he just came out with a movie that he was working on called Old Dads. Uh, now, I got to say this, dude. Like, I feel like a lot of the times these studios or, you know, these movie makers of, of uh, businesses, they sometimes, I don't know, I, I guess get it right, you know, with super bad, basically anything Judd made, uh, it's anything Ben, Ben Stiller had a part in like Tropic Thunder, obviously like these movies are hilarious because they're so outrageous and outlandish. And sometimes the studios let people, you know, have fun. Right. And well, in this case it was Netflix, Bill Burry's then a bunch of different specials for him. Um, so I'm pretty sure there was like somewhat of a deal, in there to deliver a movie and this movie dude i i liked it it's called old dads it's about being like an old dad you know you had your kids basically in your 40s 
you know, because by the time your kids are 18, you're going to be maybe in your 60s. That's fucking crazy. So, uh, so it just kind of like takes, uh, you know, takes you on that path of what it is to be an old dad. And of course there's comedy in between it. There's uh, man, let me see in the cast. There's two guys in there. One of the guys, dude, I always, I mean, I feel, I don't feel sorry for him, but I, he must get that he in a way resembles Dave Chappelle because there's no way that he does not, not look like Dave Chappelle. Um, so yeah, it's Bill Burr and then you got Bobby Cannavelli, maybe that's how you say his name. And then Bokeen Woodbine uh, as the three main in, in this, in this uh, cast. But dude, you know, fucking what? The Bobby Cannavale, he's in another Netflix show called The Watcher or something like that. Check that fucking, check that little show out, dude. That was super good. He's in it. But the thing is that, that you know, he, he does both, I guess. He's very, he's able to do both, but I think I've known him more from comedy. His timing and his fucking comedic acting is is all time, dude. Like, just the shit he says. He has a line in this uh in this movie that just it literally made me want to go check the movie out because netflix i posted it on instagram and i was like oh yeah fuck yeah like i'll uh i'll check it out only because of the the line the guy said was it had to deal with somebody's age he's like holy shit he's 35 he looks amazing i don't know i i don't want to even butcher the line but yeah that made me want to go check out the film just based off that so i guess social media worked like uh marketing on there worked for them and dude, I liked it. It was a good, funny movie. It wasn't gut busting, laughing out of my chair, but it was good. It had some good points to it. I think also there was, you know, points of sentimentalness of kind of, yeah, being an old dad and trying to like do better than your parents did if you had bad parents or something. Uh, and, but also kind of getting caught in between the old school parenting style versus the new school which a lot of the movie has to kind of deal with, where it's like, you know, Bill Burr's character. This isn't anything spoiled. This is just like, I feel like this is just a a common theme, even in our world, like, right now. Because I'm kind of stuck in it, man, because, like, you know, your parents, in a way, kind of, like, teach you everything you you almost need to know, right? I mean, for the most part, you kind of find a lot of stuff on your own. All your interests, anything that, like, you want to know more about, you'll go in and... But, you know, for the most part, if you're growing... If you're growing up in, in a house where how they discipline, a lot of the times you think, well, that got me in line, so maybe it does work. Or, like, it worked for my family because all my family is, like doing good or they're not like crazy criminals or anything like that. So maybe, you know, some discipline where needed worked out. And a lot of it, you know, deals with that new thing, that new age shit of like, and it's like, let your kids feel their feelings or, or whatever. And, and, you know, there's a, there's an example of that in that film. And it's just, you know, it's that, it's that duality of like, does the old way work? Does this new way work? You know, it's a small, it's a small like story of it. It's not, it's not the main thing, but it's, it's a good little part of that. I took away from obviously being a dad now and like trying to think of the best ways to discipline. Cause it's like, it sounds crazy to be like no more tablet use, you know, that's like, but I get it. Like our parents would do the same thing with TV or like the 16 bit video games we had it was all like, they know we love that shit because it was entertaining. So, of course, that was the first thing to go, you know. Um, so I get it, you know what I mean? And and it's, but being a, being a parent now, it's just so like, I guess you just got to do what you think is best or what, what you get like results with, you know. And that could be anything different. I There's times where I'll see somebody... Like for okay, like I was around this family, and they, they, you know, they look like the all American fucking nuclear family. You know, they're just, uh, but they had two girls and a boy, and it looked like everything was in order. But when the like when the boy acted up, right, 
I mean, and this and this boy was like a little fucking shit starter. You know what I mean? Like this dude, <laughs> I could tell I, I clocked it. You know, he was doing shit behind like he was being sneaky. And he had this little fucking evil face that like little boys do. You know what I mean? When they're doing some menacing shit. <laughs> and dude, when I saw how the dad like handled him, like he didn't spank him or anything like that, which is I, dude, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Honestly, like, I don't know it's hard to, I'm not the guy to ask on all that shit, but it's, I don't think it's that bad, right? Obviously, like, I don't know, I've seen moms smack their kids in the face, you know, not like crazy open hand fucking gadosh, but just like a, just like a, hey, like, you know, look at me, you know, because, but whatever, it's different times, different people growing up with different uh, ways of disciplining, but this dad specifically, he he saw his son do the thing he did and then he called him out and he looked him like dead and like just a stare got him dead out and the kid like shaped up real quick so either the kid knows that like the dad means business when he looks at him like that or later something else goes down if it keeps happening i don't know but the kid jumped right in line so either the kid has a deep respect for his dad or he knows that like that means later gonna get that ass whooped or something i don't know and you know more new agey parents are gonna be like no you should never hit your child it's like yeah but okay but all this shit that you're trying now is new too you have no idea if that works plus if what you do doesn't improve the kid what do you do then like if if letting them feel their feelings or like you know hold the the feeling stick or <laughs> or express their truth, like, if they keep on, like, I don't know, hitting the kid with, like, a fucking object, like a wiffle ball bat or something, like, what do you, what do you do, you know, you have to, you know, show some, some discipline to that, you know, to not do that, because, uh, and the number one thing, too, is, like, I know, I know a good amount of you guys have fucking been around kids who's, like, you're watching them lose their shit, and you, the parents are just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I think you're going to do great this year. And then the mom's talking about fucking whatever she saw on TikTok. Yeah, I get it. Dad's a sports mom's with apps. All right. That's what it is. If you fucking tell me I'm wrong. All right. Um, but then their kid is off being like like a little shit, you know. And there was a scene in Mad Men, the show where like, I guess I, you know, I don't really know anybody from this time. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to ask them. But. Like, I guess in the 50s or 60s, like, you could just discipline somebody else's kid if they were acting up. Fucking wild, dude. So there's this scene in Mad Men where, like, uh, I guess one of the boys hits, a like, a shelf or a mantle or whatever. And, like, it knocks over and it breaks something. But, like, a guy who's not the kid's father goes up to him, smacks him in his fucking face. Like, a good smack, too. One where you're, like... Oh shit, like that food that was stuck in my teeth no longer stuck. Smacks him was like, hey, be careful. You know, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like now you cannot even tell any parent how to raise their kid or to even like look after their kid. You know what I mean? It's so, but, but then what's the alternative? Let your kid run around and possibly break something. And so then what? If, like, if you're saying kids aren't accountable for things, then the parents should be, right? Like, say the kid breaks something. The parents can apologize and be like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. So, you know, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. That's cool. But you're going to pay for this because you're his and he's you. You guys are this. You guys are on a squad. So, you know what I mean? If so facto, you're going to buy me a new PS5. You know, hopefully that's what he broke. And then you can get a whole new PS5. Maybe in a limited edition Spider-Man 2 one, whatever you fucking want. So anyways. It's a great movie. I think you should check it out. It's a it's a little small, not really review for me, but I liked it, dude. It was it was it was everything that I expected it to be. And and if it surprised me with like any more comedy, I was like, great, perfect. That's that's awesome, dude. You know, um, but yeah, dude. Like I, I'm appreciating these. I'm appreciating a little bit of comedies coming back. You know, right now I feel like it's a huge moment for horror and like paranormal shit. Uh, they did The Exorcist 2, which, like, who the fuck asked for that? Plus, I'm also interested to know any fucking on-scene shit because, you know, The Exorcist before had so many crazy things happen on set, and, 
that went as well for the Poltergeist. Um, what was that movie? Oh, the Amityville Horror. Like, all these movies had, like, shit happen on sets for them. And I wonder um, what the case was for for that, if any. Like, I, And I always think, dude, like, I think of, <laughs> like... I get being funny in a comedy. Like, I don't... That's hard, too, right? But, like, the delivery could be... I feel like you can work on a delivery in a comedic movie. But, like, how do you play scared? And I guess that's why they're actors or whatever. But, like, I think I'm on set, right? And there's, like, 20 people behind the camera. And then I have to, like, open a closet door. Like, and, you know you got to act like you're afraid to open it. Like, how the fuck do you get there? You know, I can only be scared when I'm actually scared. The fact that they can do that is, is pretty fucking good. I, I have to admit, like, everybody in Hereditary played that role to the T, dude. The fact that if they didn't get any Oscars or any Oscar nominations is wild. I don't know if they did, but I'm saying to act that scared or, like, be that disturbed in a movie... And not be the front man to Disturbed is insane to me, man. Like, fucking give him every single award because I don't know how you how you play scared. Like, I watched that uh, that Evil Dead as well, the new one, and I was fucking, god damn it, dude. I do not do great with these movies whatsoever at all. So if you're going to invite me to a movie, make sure it is not that. Dude, that um, when we were young festival, I think this is the first year. Could be wrong. I think maybe this is the second year. Let's let's call it second year. But they're doing the uh, when we were young festival, and they know how to fucking play us, dude. They know we're the nostalgic whores of our generation, dude. I mean, I don't even think my parents really give a shit about stuff when they were, you know, I don't think so. I think maybe because our generation was like had the coolest shit, you know, as far as, like, material shit went, you know, like, uh, toys, collector's items, whatever, stuff you could, like, a super, so, you know, stuff like that, like, really became in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, I mean, all through the 90s, really, what became, like, the more, um, more, I guess, obtainable, like, material items, because, you know, I never hear my dad talking about, like, shit that he misses having as a thing or my mom you know granted my dad grew up in mexico i mean he does talk about this one toy where he put a try to put a barrel on a stick apparently he was super good at that but that's about it and then my mom i mean doesn't really talk about cool items from then you know like i'm I'm pretty sure they existed without a doubt you know but it's nothing like us, man. We uh, millennials, we fucking crave our old shit, and they got us. They got us. You know what I mean. So nothing's different when it comes to the we when we were young festival, and they're playing all the emo hits from the year two thousand when we all thought we were, you know, everybody was against us and nobody was for us, and we were in it alone and. And maybe that's still how we feel. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we had the soundtrack at least to go for it. And look, I mean, shout out to all these bands who've kept doing it. But a lot of them had to have, like, course correct a little bit with their music. Because for a moment, it's like, like, senses fail. Like, their fucking first, second, I mean, mainly their second album was incredible. Like, it, you know, the huge i mean same with chiotos same with you know you've got bands like saves the day uh, motion city soundtrack they all had their huge iconic album and then you know maybe a follow-up where there was it was but then anything after that became kind of like what oh these guys are still around or you know oh man they really changed up their sound whatever the case is or some of them stopped making music which is understandable because I don't know, like, after 2010, maybe 2012, it just kind of wasn't... I don't know what was in popular music anymore. Um, maybe that was the fucking explosion of Drake or something, I don't know. But, so, they put on the they put on the show, and fucking, you had Blink, Green Day, uh, headlining, like, co-headlining. I think Green Day went on, like, I think they shut it down. Um, let me see... 
is it 24 and I'm 23. Um, let's see if I can find the lineup. Uh, lineup and schedule. Come on. Okay, so you had... I mean, starting from the bottom, let's read the bottom. Magnolia Park, never heard of them. Knuckle Puck, I've heard they're like a newer band. Oh, dude, No Pressure was there. One of my fucking favorites. If you if you haven't checked out No Pressure, dude, do yourself a favor and check out uh, No Pressure. And see, some of these bands are new. The Front Bottoms, Joyce Manor, um, Beach Bunny, Water Parks. Look at this, Reliant K, dude. I remember they had a hit back in like 2007. Uh, Movements, another new band. The Academy is, holy shit, that's a good one. MXPX, you know, great one. Saves the Day, Motion City. Something Corporate, I think they came back to play. They got together for this show, which is awesome. I mean, fuck, Something Corporate had all the hits. All Time Low, Five Seconds of Summer, which I don't really remember. And then he had, like, oh, I love how they did this. They kind of divided it by, like, like bigger bands who had moments but then like in the middle were are like kind of current bands that are that still can do it like you have newfound glory simple plan some 41 yellow card rise against good charlotte like these are like i would call them like to blink and green day these are like the next headliners and then everybody that follows are like the semi headliners and it trickles down like all that you got 30 seconds to mars which is like you know I mean, he had been doing it for a while. The The Leto had been doing it for a while. And I don't know how you say it. Le- Leto, Leto, whatever. Um, I've heard of every single version of that. And so you have Offspring, Pierce the Veil, Thrice, Dream Class Heroes, which is neat. You know, they had like two songs, I think. Say Anything. I mean, fuck, that's awesome. Michelle Branch, I guess. Like, I don't know, but I guess. Uh Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, Finch. That would have been fucking sick to see Finch, honestly. Um, new band, Turnover. Uh, older band, Goldfinger. The Ataris, playing White Tees. I'm pretty sure they played Hey There, Delilah. Fucking, they opened and closed with it, I'm assuming. Citizen is a newer band, which is awesome. They were on this. Tiger's Jaw, newer, newish band. I mean, not by much, but, you know, just whatever uh phoenix texas older band that would have been fucking cool to see dude phoenix texas used to tour a lot with blink and uh i'm pretty sure they were like one of the opening like to the festival but that's fucking sick like i think the guitarist used to date mark's sister at one point and uh blink kind of took him under their wing for a little bit um there's the movie life oh my god that's that would have been awesome they had lit uh and then that's about all. Yeah. I mean, dude, great fucking lineup. And, and they got us. You know what I mean? Had I been able to catch a flight to Vegas, I would have see, I would have went, dude, like, to go see these bands. These are all, I mean, fuck. And you know what's crazy is that, like, you forget, at least me, these guys, the front men of these bands, like, at the time, you know what I mean? They were young. They were vibrant, just same as your boy. And then time goes on and you're like, you know, life is fucking hard sometimes for some people. And you just see like, but I appreciate it because like some of these guys look like they have been on the road for fucking years and they're still doing it. They're still making music or trying to or or doing something within that. But, you know, some, you know, you get a dad gut a little bit, you get, you know, get a little softer around the edges. And uh, but there's a fuck it. They're still doing it, man. You know, you can't really knock them for it and uh and it's perfect dude like for my generation absolutely because you know i'm part of a generation where we can't afford a home right at a a decent rate but we also invest thousands of dollars into pokemon cards hoping that they're gonna be our lottery ticket out of this poverty we're we're faced with (laughs) dude we're the worst you know like i can't imagine like being a kid like, if I had to travel to the past and I had to tell myself, hey, dude, look, shit gets it. I, it's, I can't explain. It. I only have 30 seconds. Keep your Pokemon cards. Keep them in mint condition. Don't trade anything. You'll thank me later. You know, I, if I had the time machine, I had to go back and do that, you know, because now fucking Pokemon cards are like paying for people's lives. I don't know. It, it, it's insane. But really, I don't I don't know because I'm not in that shit. But. 
from what it looks like and <laughs> from people who are trying to uh, collect, it looks like it's something, but is it, you know, like, is it really something like I get it? You know, I feel like all the cards that want to be collected have already been pulled and people are like, and so when somebody buys it for a certain amount, they think like, for example, I don't know, the holographic Charizard went for something crazy, like 500,000, maybe I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe, maybe more, I don't know, depending on the condition, whatever. But that person, he doesn't want to sell for 500,000. He wants to sell for more. Well, how are you going to find somebody even more stupider than you? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, oh, like you, uh, I said, oh, cause I almost saw a fucking car accident happen right in front of me. Like, oh, this, they're about to die. Um, I don't see how you can be like, I paid 500,000 for this. Somebody's definitely going to want to pay even more. Like, no, dude, like it's a card, you know? I know we're going to, like, we, we're going to get out of all of this dumb shit eventually. Like, it'll be on to the next thing because, you know, everything comes in waves and it doesn't matter what you think or, uh, or what you believe in. Like, shit goes in waves. Like, you know, skateboarding, these collector's items, trends. You've got all this shit that has ups and downs. And even better, uh, you know, your boy was right on these NFTs. I mean... I'm sorry, but I don't know, uh, like, who thought that shit was a good idea besides people who could blow a million and be cool with it. Like, I'm telling you, man, these people need to have fucking check-to-check uh, uh, -check homies. That's all it is. Like, because you've got so much money. You know, these people who, who fucking buy these uh, NFTs or Bitcoins, y'all lost perspective, you know? Like, you have so much money, you don't even know what you're doing with it anymore. You're thinking like, oh, this is new. Let me put money into it because I want to make more money. And and this sounds, that they're telling me this is what it is. No, 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 no. You need to have the the check-to-check -check homies. They don't have insurance, you know what I mean? But when they go to the doctors, they're pissed. They got to pay out of pocket. You need to have that dude, all right? Because that dude is going to give you perspective. Like, I mean, you got to pay him, obviously, right? Because you just can't have the check to check homie for free. But you pay him per call. You know, he's on retainer, right? You, you call him up and he starts the clock. And then you tell him, hey, look, there's these new things called NFTs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, tell me about him. He's like, well, it's like it's a picture, right, uh, that only you can own uh, and, and nobody else can own it. Oh, okay, so it's like art. Well, yeah, yeah, it's digital art. Oh, it's digital. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so it, somebody made it on a computer and, and only you own it? Well, yeah, yeah. See, there's code in it that's, that's, that's ingrained in it and, and, and I only own it. So if I want to sell it, I would have to sell the code with the photo. But what if somebody screenshots it on their phone? Well, well, no, because no, you know, it's not how it works. It's really, you know, I only own it. And then uh, if somebody wants to buy it from me, I can sell it for, you know, X amount of money. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so, but it's just this one photo. Well, no, see, the thing is, it's like, it's this guy, he made a bunch of monkeys or apes and they all look different and crazy. Uh, but I own one of my specific apes. Okay. But the, okay. So there's like 10 of them then. Well, no, there's like a thousand, but they're all different. Oh, yeah. No, nah, man, that kind of sounds like bullshit to me. It kind of sounds like a scam. No, 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 no. Like, you're not getting it. I'm going to give them $1.2 for this photo. Okay, but like, can you sell it to an art museum or something? No, 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 they, they won't. They won't curate it. It's it's more or less like a, a digital media, and, and I can sell through... Oh, well, how long... You plan on having it? Well, you know, I just want to see how I want to hold on to it just to see, you know, what, what the price does and, and everything. And then boom, dude, fucking <laughs> market crash, dude. Now, look, I've seen that the NFTs are basically what the article that I quickly read on Instagram said was like they're worth nothing. Right. But of course, there's always insiders who are going to be like, guys, don't listen to this fake news. NFTs are thriving. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're thriving, are they? Like, show me the fucking, that graph that has the arrow bar 
nothing. And as you can tell, I know nothing about economy. <laughs> I'm like, show me their worth. I mean, at least Bitcoin, there's something there, I guess. I mean, but all, all money's a construct, right? Like, like if you go to the bank and you want to take out more than, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000, whoever knows the amount, they can't give it to you. Like, that's the fucked up thing. Like, banks don't really be having money like that. You know, when I heard that, I was like, ah, it sucks. You know, all those bank robbery movies were just lying, you know. So it's like you're pretty much just going to get away with whatever's at a gas station, you know. Like, you go to a teller, you try to rob them. They're like, well, I just, I only have 200 bucks. Because like, fuck, I'll take it. Thinking he's going to make a two, like a $2 million score and just be done with it. It's not how it works, I guess, but. Yeah, like your money, like they have money there. But if everybody pulled up and was like, hey, I want my money like right now, they can't do it. And that's fucking weird and creepy. But they they definitely know when you miss a payment. That's for fucking sure. Or when you uh, or when they take uh, funds and, and you're asking like why and they're like, oh, these are services rendered. So, yeah, fucking bullshit, man. But when it comes time to give you your shit, they're like Stevie Wonder, bro. They like the Stevie Wonder was like like those uh those fucking uh glasses they give you after you get a after you get a lasik surgery done but i got way off topic dude as i do always i was trying to talk about this fucking festival and and uh i mean dude like i maybe things aren't that bad right maybe things are fine this was a festival you know we we choose to have experiences over maybe a home some people are different but you know, when, when they pitched this idea of, like, all your favorite bands that you probably never got to see are are here now together. And I think they're going to keep doing this every year. But, you know, I wish it was more of a traveling tour than it was uh, just a one-stop shop. But uh, I think most of these bands are a little bit older and tired. That I don't think they want to do, like, a, a warped tour thing all over again because uh, just from a few documentaries about the war tour it seemed like it was fucking hell and i mean you could only probably pull it off in your 20s to like early 30s and then after that which most of these bands like they're older so they were doing it past their 30s already but i mean it just seems like a lot so i'm pretty sure like all these bands now are just like dude just i'll show up one place i'll put on the show and then i'll leave like you know um like in the beginning you're just so down to do whatever you don't give a shit like you'll you'll jump through a screen door with no question but then after a while people are like yeah do you guys have like a a cryo chamber here i really really need to relax my muscles or something i'm i'm hurting today you know like where's the nearest starbucks you know back when (laughs) these bands were just jumping into the crowd jumping on in like jumping on drum sets and instruments they're like fuck it but no, it's it's a it's a cool thing, man. I mean, a Blink and Green Day closing it. Um, oh, dude, and and first off, let's fucking talk about it. The Blink album is out. It's released. It's great. It's good. I think maybe I talked about it last week, but who gives a shit? It's it's my pot. I'm gonna talk about it uh, until your ears bleed. And so, so it's just crazy though. Like, it's almost like record companies are like, all right, guys, you guys are the two biggest pop punk bands in the world. You guys are going to drop nearly the same time because Green Day now announced their new album is dropping in January, I think, is the time to drop an album, which is cool. Um, you know, man, I love Green Day. I, I fucking do. But I lost touch with them after American Idiot. Like, great, dude, that American Idiot album, uh, like I was telling my homie, I was like, it's not, it's, I don't think it's very often a group gets like a second life based off an album i feel like a lot of um bands get that one album and if they're and if they're lucky if they're lucky they get a second hit right and for me green day their their first was dookie's uh, the album dookie which launched them into stardom and then they release a bunch of other great albums i mean to me they're great they have a lot of good songs on them, but they're not as... I mean, they're still making videos for MTV. They're doing all the... They're staying relevant, I guess. They're staying afloat in a very, like, positive way. But then, dude, come 2004 or whatever that album came out. 2000... Yeah, had to have been. 
they release American Idiot, dude, and it sends them on another fucking pool. I mean, I guess Blink had that too with Enema. And then they did Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And then they, I guess their, unreal, uh, their self-titled was their second wave. But, and look, I get it. You're like, these two bands can't be everything, Jay. I, I, I hear you. But they are for me, you know. So if uh, if Nine Inch Nails had a second wave, I won't know. Or if fucking I don't know Pantera had a second wave, I don't know because I don't fucking listen to those bands. You know they got a couple great songs, no doubt in my mind. But I'm just saying, like I'm t- telling you and talking to you about what I know, dude. And it's fucking pop punk slash punk slash all the other genres within that that I listen to. And you know, Green Day's had that that surge of you know successful round two and then they released a bunch of other albums i didn't even check out and again just because i didn't check them out doesn't make them valid albums but i'm just saying like to me they they did it you know and everything after that i felt like i would have heard about or it would have been more made more of an impact it's still one of my favorite fucking bands i mean like dude when i come around my local radio station has beat that song into the ground so bad it's already in China, okay? Like it is done. Like, but fuck, man, when I'm it comes on randomly when I haven't heard it in a while. I mean, nothing else hits. And on this Dookie 30th anniversary, they released a uh it's called a four-track demo or some shit. I don't know what that means. But I, I guess it was like them kind of figuring out when I come around gotta say that was the better version to me like it sounds good i i, I really i really liked it uh, i love these demo songs like bands need to release that shit because i want to see the process i want to hear like what were the lyrics what were like what, you know the change-ups in the song you know it, it, it's cool to hear because it's like you just think that that was the the result when they made it you know same thing with skateboarding like you watch somebody's skate clips you're like dude this is all this all seems first try but you don't know that like there was actual like bails and falls and hits that were like that sucked and then they finally rode away from it you know because you get the polished finished version of all of it obviously because you want to see you don't want to see too much of somebody like eating shit just to get one trick it's the reality is um is a lot more shittier than the actual you know end result so but uh yeah, man, they got us. They got us by the short and curlies, man. If I can, I, I would definitely go to that festival if there was any way I could, you know. Um, besides buying a plane ticket, like I love these bands so fucking much, I do. But like, I I now know I don't love them enough to get on an airplane, travel uh, a couple states over and see them. I mean, plus I don't fucking like Vegas, dude. Like, and not that I've ever been there, but it feels like it would be the the place i would hate the most you know like frat bros uh, fucking bridal showers and and uh, what do you call them bachelorette parties bachelor parties like i already don't like the bros you know what i mean like two bro and i feel like that's just where those people go so i feel like it's like that and it's like old people gambling and and i just feel like you're gonna get scammed there like without question it, it seems like a very a scam likely place like it should be like las vegas scam likely you know right underneath it because it's just i don't know man it just doesn't seem that entertaining to me i'd rather go to like uh colorado and fucking see denver in the summer or something you know because i've only seen it when it was snow and stuff and it it was beautiful but i also just want to see how else like that that's more my vibe i'd rather be out there than than in vegas like fucking no thank you dude I don't know, man, how to feel sometimes about the shit I see on, on Instagram is where I get most of my news. But now they're saying bananas are going to uh, going extinct from some sort of fungus. And look, I don't know the name of the fungus, OK, because your boy reads headlines. He doesn't read articles, man. There's no time for that. And I'm exactly who they want to read this shit because, you know, it's a great freak out of a, of a news headline. Right. It can be like. It could say this and it could get me all scared and, and, and concerned so fast without any question. 
But look, at the same time, I don't know, like, it kind of seems like that won't happen. I mean, how many business models need bananas just as their business, you know? Like, I fucking love a banana, too. They're the cheapest thing at the grocery store. Like, dude, you go, just go try it. The biggest flex I could see right now is somebody going to the grocery store and just picking up a full bag of grapes, dude. Like, you put, dude, you pick up a full bag of grapes, I know that's a fucking grocery store flex. You got money, dude. It's You're different out here for sure. Because if anybody knows, you know, you sometimes try to lessen that bag, you know, just to make it, you know, not $9 for grapes. But, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're in the move to grapes, whatever. Bananas, dude, are like 11 cents per pound. Like, it's, it's, they're throwing this shit away, dude. They're like, here, we don't fucking care. Like, take them or leave them. Like, we'll fucking throw them away either way. So, so when you talk about, when he's mentioned, like, bananas could go extinct. Dude, what is Jamba Juice going to do? You know? Like, what is their next move? You know, the world is playing chess out here. Jamba Juice, you need to fucking get with it. Because I don't think... You're ready to compete with what the world's got. Do that. I mean, uh, ice cream shops, you know, as an adi- yogurt shops, if those even. What the fuck happened to yogurt shops? Like, dude, 2007 to 2017, maybe, you couldn't go anywhere without somebody like, not somebody, but like seeing a yogurt spot. You know, now I don't really even see them or there was a huge craze. Now nobody gives a fuck. But, dude, you hit Menchie's. Ah, it's a blessing. Go to Menchie's. Like, the best frozen, and it's not even a plug for Menchie's, I'm just saying, like, I have three, like, well, we had, or I don't even know where they're at anymore, like, yogurt spots, frozen yogurt that you can go to. Let me tell you something right now. As soon as I had Menchie's out of town, I was like, oh, they're giving me dog water, fucking frozen yogurt. I didn't know that. Menchie's was so creamy, it was so good, like, it was fucking crazy good. Like, the difference was impeccable, but now... If bananas go extinct, like, what does that mean for these frozen yogurt spots? You know, a nice, a nice little cut up frozen banana, or like, you know, <laughs> or a diced soft banana. Like, well, what, what, what are frozen yogurt shops going to do? We're gonna, they're gonna collapse, dude. This is gonna bring down the, the economic structure that is frozen yogurt shops. But no, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's a bad thing. I think it's worse if all the bees in the world die or if those go extinct, I think. I think uh, the timeline for that is super shitty. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't want bananas to go away because every now and again you just need a little boost of potassium maybe. But, yeah, they're claiming, I don't know, they could be extinct, that this fungus is growing rapidly. And, you know, I'm surprised this isn't a fucking Mark Wahlberg film. He's like, we got to save these bananas, guys. We got to go there. We got to kill this fungus. We got to figure this out. You know, because he's always doing like a, they always typecast him in like these fucking dire situations. And bananas going extinct is right up this dude's alley. I mean, you know, he probably could do the movie about how they're, they're smuggling illegal bananas in. Whatever it is, dude, Mark gots it. No question, you know. And then he'll go to Instagram and talk about his municipal shoes, which is like, I promise you, I will never meet somebody wearing those shoes. Like, hey, stoked that he's doing something. That's great. But, I I mean, who is buying that shoe, you know? Like, he's a huge fan of it. Obviously, it's his brand. But he's also, he's also on the Jordan brand, which I'm like, why would you even start another shoe company? You are co-signed by one of the best shoe companies and the shoe brand. Like... I think he can just fucking make a call. His whole family, his whole team gets laced up with new shoes. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Imagine Nike's like, well, look, if you go further with this municipal brand, we're going to have to, you know, sever ties. And he's like, yeah, okay. I believe in I be, <laughs> I believe in municipal, man. Just as much as I believe in this new banana movie I'm doing, guy. And uh, worse, that was the worst one. But, you know, roll with me on it. Um, but, yeah, dude, dude, I love how... <laughs> I just talk about bananas for fucking five minutes on just some shit I've seen. Um, Nah, dude, I mean, hopefully they figure this shit out. The amount of crises going on right now in the world, which is a fucking lot, by the way. Like, how are we still even going to work? You know, like, any minute now, shit can collapse. But we're all still, like, 
got to go do this, you know? I mean, it, it, it takes, I think, like a fine, I don't know, man. I, and I was talking to my buddy and I was, I was talking to him about like how a lot of these, I would freak out, man. I would fucking, you know, these posts that would mention, uh, I don't know, possible wars, altercations with other countries, like, you know, they would get me so riled up. I would, I feel like, it would have that effect that they wanted, which is like that spike of like, uh, dopamine or, or whatever, like that little bit of, uh, adrenaline, like just like a, just like a coin, like a little, little needle drop of, uh, of, uh, adrenaline in my body. It's probably not good for me because if I'm not using it, it's like, then what's the point? But that's what they, you know, they kind of create this fear mongering, like, now we don't even know what news is real and what news is possibly fake or if anything's vetted, if, if the story is actually real. Like, it's fucking crazy, man. It's a crazy time to live where, like, you want to know what's really going on, but you could possibly have different views and different takes on this same situation from different news outlets. It's insane. And so you don't even know how to properly freak out. You're like, this might be fucking real. And then, like, a week passes and, like, nothing happened. I mean, dude, look, uh, not a political podcast what's so fucking ever. But I was thinking about this the other day, dude, women and people were up in arms about, uh, 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 Roe versus Wade. Like the, the, when they turned that over, basically making abortions illegal, I haven't heard one fucking word of it since, you know? So either that means we always adapt to like the newest changes or like the, uh, or we like learn that we have to adapt, right? Like, cause we can be pissed about a lot of these things, but it almost seems like at the, at the end of the day, we're always going to just fucking keep running where the river goes. And I don't even know if that's a saying, but just go with me on that one. A lot like the river. Um, that is like, you can be angered and outraged, but like, I think at the same time, you're going to have to go back to your life and, and you know, you can sort of maybe fight small injustices around you, but really like, come on. And so when, um, when there's, when there's a lot of people like fighting about these very small battles of like, you know, what to call somebody, what their preferred pronoun is or whatever the case is, you go like, yeah, but there's like way worse shit going on that you should be concerned about. Right. And so when I was talking to my buddy, I was like, dude, I used to get riled up from these thoughts or these articles or these, these quick snippets of news. And it, and it used to affect like how I felt and that's no good at, at all. Like, but I worked through this process of like hearing it or reading it, absorbing it and, and being like, okay, I can't worry about this until it actually fucking happens. Like just the talk and the rumblings of it. I mean, you can't really, you know, you can't really get too riled up about it because it, nothing might come, come from it. So you're going to waste that adrenaline or that stress or that worry on yourself. And that shit, you know, that shit stays in your body. I'm pretty sure your brain drops a little bit of that down the spinal cord into your fucking extremities and your body parts. And you just get all worried and when nothing really happens. So now more or less, I'm on this like, um, I'm in this idea that like, okay, I cannot freak out about anything until it's an actual threat or like till it's actually going to happen, you know? I'm going to tell you something. I told my buddy this too, but like, I'll tell you guys, I'll let you in on me for a little bit. Pause. But I, uh, I used to have this fear. It was super irrational. I used to have this fear of like a meteorite heading towards earth, like Armageddon style. And maybe because I watched, maybe I watched Armageddon too young, such an intense fucking movie. I mean, great Bruce, Bruce Willie performance, but like, super intense. So I guess I had this fear. I built up this fear over the years that was like a fucking asteroid is going to come and just kill earth. And that's it. Right. And for some reason, like either Google or whatever <laughs> fed on that fear and would send me articles, dude, when I, I don't think I'd ever searched them, but maybe I did. And I just don't remember, but they would send me articles saying like asteroid headed towards earth. And, but that would be it. Right. And of course your boy would click on it. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck, do I, should I call in to work this weekend? Because I might not be here after the asteroid hits. And then it would be like asteroid headed towards earth, uh, dot, dot, dot 
But don't worry, it'll be 200 million miles away. And if you have a nice little telescope, you can see it from your bedroom window. And it's like, uh, okay. So like I, w- I, I would get hyped. I would not hyped, but I would get like so worried about like, dude, is my life going to be over this week? And, you know, and then I, uh, I did a little bit of research. I was like, okay, what's the actual probability? Um, uh, and apparently there is one headed towards Earth, but it's like X amount of light years away, which is like 100,000, 200,000. I don't know. Uh, up in the hundreds of thousands of years away where I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Because at that point, I mean, fucking who will be alive at that point? You know what I mean? And if we're even around it, then I'm assuming they've got their fucking like Gundam wing fighter to shoot up into the space, destroy that shit and, you know, have be back in time for lunch. So... I, so I used to have those like irrational fears of like that stuff, but I, I had to like kind of rethink the way I thought about this shit where it's like, okay, just really only worry about what's actually happening. What's and you know, the real shit and, um, and all that other fear mongering they put out there. You just gotta, you know, <laughs> either read the article or be like, Hey man, I can't fucking, I can't right now. Sorry. Like, it's hard enough, man, just trying to control your own life and your own circle and, and trying to keep that. I mean, every day, uh, like I, and I saw this, I saw this post for like, I wish they would have told me like being an adult was continuously always worrying about the next issue always and forever. And it's like, I know that sounds kind of like very heightened, but it, it kind of is, man. It's like when, when you're an adult and you've got kids and all that stuff, you're just like, you've got a life and you know, it tends to be like, Oh, okay. They need this from the school. They need this from your work, you know, your wife or your girlfriend or your whatever boyfriend need this from you. And, and, and it just kind of feels like everything pulling you all at once, you know, and it, and it, and it can be overwhelming. So just, just to even, you know, get a grasp on that is hard enough, but then to worry about all the other stuff, it's like, look, dude, and it, real quick, dude, do celebrities have to be for every fucking event? Like, Jesus, dude, like I follow some celebrities and I'm like, I get it. You want to help people, but like, you can't help everyone. Like, you know, thanks for tuning in to cynical real quick, but like people die and, and, and it's just the way it is. And like, sure everybody needs help. This is, this goes without saying, obviously, but it's like, fuck man. It's just like every week a celebrity is like, Hey, I'm here in support of the gorillas, not the band, but you know, the actual ones in the jungle people right now are like making fun of them and they feel hurt by it. So I'm here on behalf of the gorillas. And then next week it's like, this bird is going extinct. And unless we do something about it, Next week, it's the oil that's spilled is it's doing damage on our oceans. And no, it's not the oil you're thinking of. But Crisco fucking dumped a, a boat carrying a lot of Crisco, you know, dumped a lot of that cooking oil inside the ocean. And we must do. It's like, dude, you can't. It's it's always something every week. So I've learned to like retrain my brain and being like, you can't worry about this, bud. Can't do it, guy. You know. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta keep going. Look, I, I know it's scary. I know, I, I, I understand. But, but look, what, what are you gonna do, huh? What are you gonna do? You gonna worry all day? No, no. You gotta go to work. You gotta focus. You know, you gotta get that money. You know, the the, the amount they pay you and and the amount you can live on. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, taxes suck too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you just gotta, you know. So that's my guy. My guy in my head is always like, hey, bud, come on, guy, come on, bud. Bud, buddy, guy, 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 hey, 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 calm down, calm down, hey, look at me, it's gonna be okay, and then I go, all right, it's, it's, it will be okay, uh, ultimately, it will all be okay, right, like, because then when it's not, it's not, but it will be fine, like, um, and so all this from the fucking bananas, man, like, I don't know, I am I worried uh, I can't until, until literally they go, well, that's it. Bananas are done. But are they really though? At the same time, can we just take the seeds are in the fucking thing? Aren't they like, just get the seeds, 
fucking throw a banana in the dirt and replant it. I don't know. Like, can we? I mean, we've genetically modified so many other fucking things. Can we not just recreate soil or something? The conditions that bananas would need to be in and then grow them? You know, whatever. I don't have the answers. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a, uh, a studier of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a better term for that, but that's all I got right now. But hey, there is an upside. As bananas might be leaving this earth, McDonald's now has promised free fries every Friday until <laughs> the end of the year, dude. So it's like, are you missing that nutrition from a banana? Great. Well, McDonald's now is giving you free fries every Friday, you know, with uh, $1 minimum purchase, right? You just, you can't get it for free. You still got to buy something for a dollar or more. And it's like, great. And then they're not free, guy. I mean, I haven't read the terms and conditions. They're, they probably are very close to being free. I don't know. Or maybe they are free, but I, you know me. Your boy doesn't read anything. There's no time, dude. There's no time to read anything. Let me get screwed over later when I realize I should have read more of the, you know, context of the of the freeness. And, um, yeah, that's how I just – and I'll be mad because I was too stupid not to read. I was like – you guys took advantage of me and these fries, and now I'm fucking 200 pounds overweight. They're like, well, I mean, it's your fault. You know? Okay, what can I, what could I say to that, man? I don't know. The collapse of society probably get, begins soon, but, dude, I mean, if we can get those fries, I mean, that's kind of a win-win. I mean, that's how they pull you in, right? They go, like, come Friday for the fries and order $20 worth of food, right? It's just like you can't go to the store for one thing because it's almost like they designed the store for you to be, like, excited about shit. And you're like, yeah, I'll, of course I'm going to take this uh, <laughs> this seasonal granola as well. I wasn't looking for it, but, I mean, a Halloween-celebrated uh, granola? Of course. No question. <laughs> but, look, dude, I think uh, I think it's going to end it for me for the pod. Um, I, uh, dude... Got some new listeners. It's fucking exciting. I see the numbers going up. Your boy is getting closer and closer to uh, to getting some ads, and it's all thanks to you guys listening each week. Maybe telling a friend. I, I'm not too sure if you do, but uh, it's fucking cool, man. This is this is awesome. Like, uh, still a passion project. Still something I, I enjoy doing. And honestly, man, like I've, I've said before, I think even if the numbers weren't there, I'd still be doing this regardless. This is like what I, I fucking love doing it. And I see when I would hear podcasters talk about it, obviously, like the ones that like start and then end abruptly, I think like either they thought it was a good idea and then maybe couldn't work it out or, you know, there, there's also the thing where it's like if you have a partner in it. It's it's tough to like maybe schedule wise to get somebody. That's why I even when I started, I was like, no, I'm just going to do me like I, I'm just going to do that because it's I only have to rely on myself. I put out when I want to drop and it's easier. I don't got to wait for anybody. Um, eventually, though, I do want to do like a podcast with my homies and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's 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 easier. And, and, it, and it sucks. Sometimes I see people start podcasts like um, not anybody I know, but. Uh, other other like you know comedians or some famous people like dude Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen had a podcast and it it, it did like nine eps and that was it like sometimes yes that's too much that's way too much Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen like what the fuck was that show gonna be about I didn't even check it out but it like I guarantee you when I say millions of dollars were poured into it I guarantee you okay okay maybe not millions okay Hundreds of thousands of dollars was poured into that show. I guarantee you. But Bruce was like, ah, I probably don't want to do this anymore. And Barack Obama was like, yeah, this is like not what I thought it was going to be. So let's break this up. I mean, dude, you have two epic fucking hosts for a podcast and like it just ends. So, I mean, you know, I guess if you're not doing it because you want to, I think like that's where a lot of stuff fails, I guess, you know. You got to want to do this shit. You got to want to like <laughs> talk about bananas almost being over for us. I don't know. But dude, look, I appreciate you. All you guys listening week to week. It really means a lot. It's fucking awesome. Uh, those who are here new, welcome. You know, if you like what you heard on this episode. 
hey, fucking, I got a whole catalog now, dude. Go back, do a little roulette and swipe your finger and just choose a random episode. I may say something that upsets you. It's very possible. I have to bullshit for an hour each week, and that's what I'm doing here. Um, but if you like it, dude, fucking tell a friend. Let them know. Be like, I like this podcast. This guy's decently funny. Or you'd be like, dude, check out this podcast. It sucks. But even then, I'll still get to listen. So it still counts. That's what I'm here for, dude. Um, but yeah, dude, wherever you're listening to this, um, like it, subscribe, hit the little subscribe. You know, it does nothing to you. You won't make your phone explode or anything. It's, it's a real nice little gesture to your boy. And, uh, yeah, dude, uh, give it a review wherever you listen to it. And, uh, I, I appreciate you. I'll see you next week. Later.